when your job is to travel and do makeup and you can't travel, everything's shut down and no one's really wearing makeup anymore, um, you kind of have to pivot and figure out maybe something else or a next step. And so I started at the agency in October of 2020. Welcome to Declaration of Independence on Agency Nation Radio, where insurance professionals turn on the mic and share unscripted stories about leadership, technology, marketing, success, and failure. Stories that helped to make them the professionals that they are today. From Main Street USA to the pages of Independent Agent Magazine, brought to you exclusively by Agency Nation Radio. Today, we meet Crystal Fox, founder and creator of Beauty Queen Insurance, a division of the Smith Sawyer Smith Agency in Rochester, Indiana. After 15 years in the beauty industry, Crystal Fox saw her livelihood and the industry she loved come to a screeching halt in 2020. Due to the pandemic, the beauty locations she advised in were shuttered. However, Fox found a new way to serve the industry she loved so much through an opportunity at an insurance agency. From my research, there really wasn't an agent that was focusing mainly on beauty and or an agent that knew the background like I did, who was in the industry, who understood the services, who understood really what they were talking about when they were going through an application or a quote with um, a prospect. While Fox is no longer working directly in the beauty industry, she still loves skincare, makeup, hair care, and all the new tips and tricks and trends that emerge in an ever-evolving market. Having that passion blended with the insurance side of the beauty industry is enabling Fox to help her clients find the appropriate coverages at the best possible price. Welcome, Crystal. Thank you for joining us. Why don't you begin by telling us a little bit about how the transition into the insurance industry has been for you and what you enjoy most about working in insurance. It's so funny because I think back now and Beauty Queen just celebrated our two-year birthday. So it's been so much over the last couple of years. So not only being new to the industry, but then creating my own division. And I think I kind of joke with like one of my counterparts. I'm like, you know, if I would have known, like if there would have been a handbook or a look into the future of all the things you're going to have to overcome or go through or figure out, I don't know if I would have done it. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my gosh, like maybe ignorance was bliss. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but I think obviously it was for the best and just it's just been turned into this thing that I never would have imagined that has taken off the way it has and the support for everyone in the beauty industry. Um, because like I, as I started the groundwork on it and I was really figuring out um, you know, common themes, common policies, common coverages, um, common carriers. I had to ask a lot of my friends, you know, hey, can I, and it was really scary for me to ask for their policy at that time. You know, at that time, it was just like something new to me. And I had to explain, you know, here's what I'm doing. I'm creating a division, focusing on beauty, focusing on you. You're the business owner. I'm here to be your advocate. I want to help. First, tell me if you think this is something that is needed. Every single one of them said yes. And then I'm like, okay, great. Like, give me your policy. I'm not trying to rewrite it. I'm not trying to change it. I just need to collect some data. I need to see common carriers, common themes, and then kind of put that all together so I know who I need to reach out to and some relationships that I need to have with carriers. So I really love that I can be an advocate, that I can 
explain the coverages to someone because most of the time if they're going straight to the carrier straight to someone they don't know they don't understand the application that they're completing they don't understand the questions are being asked and if they can't get a hold of anybody they submit the application and they hope it's correct but you don't know. So I love that I can just explain the options, explain um, the premium and how that works and the breakdown. Um, just being still in beauty, but in a different way, um, being able to look at the services, being able to understand and look at, okay, like if you're doing this, I can give you an idea of how much your premium is. And these are the coverages that you're going to need. And if you're offering certain services, even though these optional coverages might not resonate with you yet, like I would suggest that you look into um, adding them and here's why. I think just making sure that they have a person to talk to is so important. And that's what I enjoy is talking to them, getting their information, just a quick 20 minute call, getting all of the info, explaining, okay, here's the next steps. Here's what this quote will entail. Here's what general liability means. Here's what professional liability means. And it's just amazing that this hasn't been taught in any schools for beauty or permanent makeup. It's just being there to help is really what I enjoy most. What does it take to be an independent agent in such a niche insurance market? I worked for Tarte Cosmetics and we are in Sephora and Ulta. Um, and I was the Indiana account representative and I traveled to Ulta's and Sephora's. And so I was always in um, the beauty world. I was always in a beauty setting. And because of that, I met so many beauty business owners. And one of my best friends owns a salon. So because of that, I did have a general idea of how the business owner side of it works and how it's just hard to find somebody um, relatable. Because if, you know, if you're, if you're most of the time you're talking to like a 56 year old guy who's a generalist agent who doesn't know your services, who doesn't understand what permanent makeup is and how it should be quoted and where you need to quote it. And that's where it's like, okay, like as a business owner, I would want somebody like me that I can talk to. I definitely feel like it's good because you can have a lot of different carriers that you have a lot of different different relationships with so there are no limits to what you can write it's not like you can't you you don't have the option to say oh we can't cover that we can't write that like that's not really anything that we can say which is great um but i definitely feel like you can't take no for an answer and if you if you quote someone somewhere and it gets denied because of a service you go somewhere else you keep trying and you keep looking and i love that i have the freedom to do that and i'm not captive or held back or um, just super limited to what i can write um, so i love that being an independent agent i can go anywhere I need to go to get the right service, to write the policy and to make sure it's covered and to make sure all the limits and all the coverages they need are on there. And I think it takes just, again, being knowledgeable, knowing the beauty industry, know the services, because you can be an independent agent, but that doesn't always necessarily mean you know what you're writing. Like if, like if it was for me, like if I had to write a construction business or a contractor business, I know the questions to ask, but I, I don't know that business. So being an independent agent in the beauty industry, I think you just have to really um, have courage. You have to just say, I got to figure this out. I will make it work. Um, I think 
making sure you have contact with that prospect, with that insured along the way, um, getting all the information you need the first time, I think streamlines everything to get everything done in a timely manner. Um, but yeah, I think if you just, if you're an independent agent in the beauty industry, you have so many options that you can write all the businesses <laughs> and all the services. How does the insurance industry cater for the beauty industry in terms of policy offerings? So that's where it gets tricky. So no, um, standard carriers like permanent makeup, uh, obviously Botox and fillers and injections and those medical Medispa services, standard carriers will not cover. So you have to go to a broker, excess and supply, which is fine. It just takes a little bit more time, a little bit more information. Um, hair salons, fine. Like the lash extensions, lash services, spray tanning, um, topical makeup applications, totally basic, totally fine. But when you start going into um, your permanent makeup, which is a bulk of the business that we do, or your Medispa services, a lot of it, you're very limited in the carriers that you can quote with and they have different requirements. So some of them require an X amount of in-person training and an X amount of live models completed. Some of them don't. The ones that don't, the premiums are much higher because there's more liability there. Um, so you're very limited on where you can go. Um, right now we have about two carriers that we really have a great relationship with for the permanent makeup and like the Medispa side of things. But again, it comes down to, and I think one of the toughest things too, every state has different regulations. So that makes it harder where if like Texas, there's no regulation, but we have one carrier that has at least 40 hours in person required and five live models for permanent makeup. So if they don't meet that, that's okay, we can quote them with a different carrier, but then their premium is a few hundred dollars more. So explaining that to them and saying you can either get more training or you can pay more for your premium, that's been one of, it ha it's been difficult, but not impossible, but people again, just don't know. So um, if you're in a state where it's not regulated and you maybe took a three-day course, you completed two models, and you go to submit your application to a carrier and you think everything is fine and then you get to that last point where to bind they're asking well how many hours did you have and how many models and all of a sudden you're gonna you're not going to be able to get that quote or that policy that's where the independent agent working with the agent is definitely going to support these clients yes and give them more options than being you know a captive agent because if we have just like one carrier and that we could write with that they have these requirements and then if they don't meet that we have to say we can't help which i hate saying so um being independent you have the okay if this one doesn't work let me check on this one for you let me check on this one until we can try to hopefully find the best one for you with the right requirements and coverages okay so for things like um using lasers and all that stuff is that all that would be with the same carriers you wouldn't have to go somewhere else for like laser coverage right and that's another thing that we ask too where um if you're just graduating what services will you be offering in the next three or four months or will you be adding on because if you're starting with like botox and fillers and something and then you want to add lasers we want to make sure that we can put that on your current policy and not have to do like a cancel rewrite to put you on a different policy with a different carrier. And then you might have to pay off the other policy and then you'd have a down payment for the new policy and it can just get real 
tricky to maneuver. Okay, I'm pretty certain the beauty industry is changing daily with new products and new procedures. So it must be so difficult to keep up with what's available, what's covered and what's not covered. Yeah, yeah. And there's always new services. So um, it's always fun to see what's new, what's trending, what's maybe on um, the sight line for 2024 or later this year and just to see what's new. Um, but then also it's like, okay, this is new. I want to make sure that if someone comes to me, I know that new service and I already know that we can get it covered. Um, like permanent jewelry. I don't know if you're familiar with that service. Um, it's not permanent at all. It's basically you just have like a chain and instead of having a clasp, they have a jump ring that they weld together, not to your skin, not under your skin, not attached to your skin in any way. Um, so it basically just means that jewelry, the bracelet, the necklace, like it can't come off with a clasp, but you can cut it off whenever you want. And it's very, very popular. Um, and standard carriers will not ride it because of the welding. Even though it's a half a second, quick little weld, the potential for burning is there, but they use a cloth or pad between the jewelry and like your skin. So very, the risk is low, but it has been a huge service. A standard carrier will not write it. We have to go to PPIB and excess and supply carrier to cover it. So that was when about a year ago, someone came to me and said that they were going to be offering it. And I really wasn't familiar with what it was. So we looked it up, we researched it. It's like, oh, it's really not permanent. It's, you can cut it off whenever you want. Um, there's just not a clasp. That's really the main difference. And then they weld the jump ring and that's it. Um, but we couldn't find a carrier to ride it. Everyone either said no because of the welding, they weren't familiar with it, or they had needed more information. So we went to like nine or 10 standard carriers and then a couple um, excess and supply carriers. And we had the video, we had the explanation, we had everything there and only one carrier will ride it right now. And do you find that the carriers have people that you can work with that understand the industry? I think, yeah, we've definitely been able to have a great relationship with the carriers and we have kind of a point person there now. So instead of it going into like a queue, um, it kind of goes to a point person that we work with directly, which helps tremendously. So like permanent jewelry, um, you know, we sent all of our information to our point person and we said, you know, here's what it is, here's what it entails, like, can you help us? And then she's like, well, let me go up to upper management, let me see if we can do anything. And it took a few months, but they were able to help us out and we helped write the program for it and we helped um, really make it happen, which was amazing. So little things like that, like a little permanent jewelry service where it really just has taken off and no standard carrier will cover it and educating again, those permanent jewelry techs because they don't know. So a lot of them have pop-up events where they're at farmer's markets, um, different venues, different places. So they might not have a storefront. And so now they need insurance or proof of insurance and they don't know where to go, they don't know where to start. So so things like that, where it's like, we try to stay ahead of the trends and the new things that are coming. So when someone comes to us, we know what it is and we can hopefully say, yes, no problem, we can, we can cover that for you. What are the biggest challenges you faced working in this niche in your insurance industry? The first definitely, you know, most services are not covered by a standard carrier. 
So going to um, a broker takes a little bit more time. It's a little bit harder to get everything together for them. So that would be the first one, the standard carrier. Um, the second one, the state requirements, since every state has different requirements for all services. And then because like the time zone restriction or, you know, difference as well. So I'm on Eastern Standard Time and I have insurance in California. And so trying to manage their needs after hours and trying to make sure I've got, um, you know, what I need for them. If they contact me, you know, if it's eight o'clock PM here, it's 5 PM there. And so I want to make sure I can help them, um, but also have my time away, <laughs> which is important. Um, so definitely just the different time zones can be a struggle, but we make it work. The standard carriers and the lack of coverage for our services. And then the state restrictions or requirements are all different. So knowing who needs what and how many hours each state needs to have has been a challenge. What areas of the beauty industry do you specifically work with? Med spas, day spas, permanent makeup, um, hair salons, aesthetics, any, we, I like to say we ensure all things beauty. Um, so all things beauty, we're able to help you. We're able to, um, guide you to the right, um, policy, the right premium, make sure your services are appropriately covered and making sure that they understand when they get their policy. You know, I, I have an agent that I can reach out to, which I think means a lot. Like if I was new in the industry and I started in my own business, like I would want an agent that I could like text or call or email and know that they're going to follow up with me. I think that's like worth its weight in gold that having someone that you can reach out to, having someone that can answer a quick question, or if you say, hey, I have a new business location, great, I can get that submitted for you. Um, definitely worth it to have somebody in your corner when you need them. How many employees work with you in this niche market? Just one. <laughs> it's just me and one other person right now. Um, and we've got it pretty much uh, hammered out and I'll take the submissions and the calls and do most of the um, getting the information on the application and then I'll send it to her name's Michelle and thank goodness she raised her hand to help me a couple years ago when this all kind of started. Um, you know at first when I would have a submission I would just submit it to our commercial line service team and then whoever picked it out would work on it with me and um, as it grew it kind of was like okay I need one person to really know everything and work through everything with me and not everyone um, and thank goodness Michelle said yeah I'm interested in that I can I'd love to help you with that and so now Michelle and I we do all of it and I'll get the information I'll send her the application she'll send it to where it needs to go and then she'll get that quote back or if they need more information she'll let me know and then I'll let my um, potential insurer know and then I'll send it to Michelle and then she'll get the quote and she sends it to me and then we move forward. Because without her, I don't know how I would do everything. <laughs> and we both love it. Like we're both just passionate about it where it's like, oh, I've seen this new service or I saw this or did you see this or tell me more about this? So 
it's exciting to have somebody who shares that passion with me and who is excited about the growth and who is excited about new services like I am. Yeah, I mean, it can only be exciting because that industry is just ever changing. Like every day I hear new services, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. What does that do? I know, I know. And there's so many different things that are similar. Like I think if a lot of people would go to a generalist agent and they explain their services, well, if they do like microdermabrasion, which is more of an exfoliating services versus microneedling, which is like the nano needles that go into the skin, they're different. But if you don't know that and you don't know to ask really what that service entails, then that agent might not understand and then your policy might not be written correctly, which we've seen a lot. We do see a lot of it with like permanent makeup artists where they've gone to a different carrier or maybe a captive agency and permanent makeup is excluded. But, and I don't know if it came down to um, that permanent makeup artist telling the tech, the agent there, you know, here's my service, here's what it is. And maybe that agent just looked up, oh, it's a beauty service. So it'd be a beauty salon, but tattooing is excluded from your policy, but your service is basically tattooing. And so now I have to have that conversation of, okay, here's what your premium was, but it wasn't written correctly. So now here's what your premium should be. And it's, you know, definitely, five or six times more than what you were paying. So that gets a little tricky just to say, okay, like if you want to continue with where you are, just know you're not going to have coverage if heaven forbid a claim is filed. Um, you know, it excludes your services. So if you want to have it, have it great, but it's not going to do you any good if something happens. What are some of the biggest industry changes you've witnessed? Changes because it's all still kind of new. Um, we're still seeing it build out. Um, some exclusions are starting to pop up in certain policies, certain services maybe aren't being covered going forward. I think the changes are minimal, but they're always evolving. Like there's always going to be um, some kind of change, some kind of um, exclusion. But changes right now, it, we're so new that there haven't been that many. I'm hoping a positive change would be, um, you know, having a standard relationship, standard carrier relationship that we could potentially cover PMU with, or at least permanent jewelry, or we're hoping that in the next year we can really have, um, I'd love to have a million dollars in premium by next year or this time next year. Um, we're close, but I think once we have all of that, we can have a relationship with a standard carrier that we can maybe make it exclusive or work on something that having permanent makeup covered, that would be just something truly amazing and a great change that we could work on for sure. And finally, what advice would you give to an inexperienced insurance professional that's looking to get into the industry? I would definitely start with an agency that is supportive, but has multiple roles. So like I started in claims, and I was there a couple of months and I was a licensed agent. And thankfully, I don't know what I, where I would have really gone into, but um, I know I was hired on to be an agent. But I would say if you are starting out in the insurance industry, go to an agency that's open to where you would want to grow or where you would want to go. So maybe if you maybe start as a producer and you say, this isn't for me, I'd rather do service. 
have that conversation, make sure they're open to that. Make sure you are have access to um, the different roles. You understand the different roles and how that works. I think a lot of producers um, maybe take their marketing team for granted or don't really understand the back end of things because maybe they're not in the office. I love being in the office. I love going out and prospecting and meeting people and getting our brand out there. But I really love being in the office, especially with Michelle. So that way we can say, hey, you know, I have this or I need this or just kind of bounce ideas off of each other. Um, but I think if you're inexperienced and you're looking to get into the industry, for me, it was a couple of months, three months to really get the idea of how our agency worked and who did what and how all of that affects everything um but if you're looking to like i never was around insurance growing up there was no one in my family who was an agent owned an agency like i never was around it like i think a lot of people grow up with it in their blood and they kind of just go into it because maybe that's what expected or what they're used to or what they really are passionate about um for me though if you know i was an experienced and I got into it and it just kind of evolved into something beyond my dreams. But I think it's because I was able to start in claims and I was able to understand that aspect of the industry. And then, oh, okay, like I could do this, but if I didn't want to do this, I know I could go somewhere else in the industry and still be happy. You've been listening to the Declaration of Independence. I'm Olivia Overman, content editor at the Independent Agent Magazine. The monthly deep dive into the IA channel, available in print and online at iamagazine.com and free to all BGI members. If you know of an all-star agent or agency that should be featured in Declaration of Independence, send an email to iamag at iiaba.net. Declaration of Independence is a podcast on Agency Nation Radio, powered by the Big Eye and Trusted Choice.